And welcome to the Underpaid and Underqualified Podcast Show with your host, Vince and Job. We are, what is it? Oh, yeah, a few days after Thanksgiving. We're a little bit late on the topic, but I think we're going to be, we're going to start on a happier note this time around. But before we do, how you doing, Vince? <laughs> I'm doing good. I don't know if, I don't even know if we have a schedule. I can't keep track anymore. So if people can keep track of our schedule, I'm really impressed. So kudos to all you out there who can keep track. Oh, yeah. For the, for the couple of you listeners here and there. For the millions. We got to get positive. Once we start, like, you know, Howard Stern became famous because he could just called himself the king of all radio. We got to do something like that. We'll just refer to the radio as the millions. <laughs> Trying to think now. Now you got me brainstorming. I think there is a thing to that. I think a lot of people that call themselves the king of whatever have become that. You know what I mean? Michael Jackson, king of pop, Howard Stern, king of radio. Some other person who said they were the king. Elvis, he probably just called himself the king, right? Actually, I don't know. I don't know how these like names would come about. Probably have to do a research project on that. Yeah, that can be a, f- a future episode. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, uh, my week has been going all right. I uh, had a solid Thanksgiving. Um, Try to stay healthy as possible. So I had a socially distanced Thanksgiving, only four people. Uh, it's kind of funny, though, my because uh, my Thanksgivings are always super small. So it's just my folks, my parents, and my aunt and my uncle. And my dad literally never wants to go. <laughs> Like, you know, if he can find any excuse not to go, he'll pretty much not go. And this 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 year, it was pretty much the ball was lobbed up for him and he could just spike it by just saying, Corona, I don't need to go, Corona. So uh, he had the best Thanksgiving ever. He had his own honey-baked ham alone and he didn't have to deal with anyone. So, oh my God. That sounds depressing, but at the same time, he wants it, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe by the time we're at that age, we just won't want to deal with anyone. We're already pretty much there, right? Uh, we might be a wee bit on the jaded end, just a little it, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise, I don't know. Trying to see as much as we can do for Christmas. <laughs> it's pretty hard when the state's on lockdown pretty much and there's a curfew. But uh, I don't know. Otherwise, can't complain. How about you, Josh? Yeah, for me, I, I had a quiet one. Um, normally, I try to do something with like my whole family. And when I mean my whole family, I mean like just my media, right? That's what we always really do. But this time mm-hmm. around, because of COVID, it's kind of a little bit of a problem. And so I just spent it with my brother. Um, so we had basically, we got takeout from um, uh, from a diner that actually had like a lot of like Thanksgiving like stuff going on. So we nice. picked up that. Um, Cause he and I, by no means we are, we do not gross turkeys. And we were kind of planning a lot of things last minute. Like, oh, maybe we could see uh, our mom, but no, nah, probably not just because like everything is on lockdown. Everything's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and with the older parents, you never know. You don't want to, like, risk it sometimes. Yeah, and then with, um, like, Christmas, we probably have an idea. We're probably going to drive down, spend, like, a week there or something like that. Um, definitely going to try to get tested before and after. Yeah, so doing a lot of that. Nice. Um, oh, I, I rewatched uh, Six Underground for my brother. It's his first time for me. It was, like, my second, and I was like, I know you're going to enjoy this. This is probably my favorite Netflix movie. Six Underground? Yeah, it's the one That's... with Ryan Reynolds and directed by Michael Bay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that does sound familiar. That's funny because I'm watching a show called Six Feet Under right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. So very much very different. Um, yeah. No, I was going to say, they couldn't be more opposite. And I'm definitely not enjoying Six Feet Under. I'm literally only watching this 65-episode show because people have said it has one of the best finales of all time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're doing it just for an episode. Good luck, my friend. 
Hey, we'll see if it's worth it. I'm trying to do like I want to do like the history of like TV shows consider the people consider uh, the best TV shows, you know. And this is kind of on that list, so yeah. Anyways, but uh, six on six unders worth checking out. Uh, I I enjoyed it. So like for a lot of people, they rated pretty low on what's that thing called? Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you know it's Michael Bay. <laughs> you know it's going to be like action packed. It's not going to be. You're, it's not story driven. So you're not going to rate for story driven. You're not going. And if you say like, oh, this is like a brain dead movie kind of thing, I'm like, okay, what's your point? I like uh, to say turn your brain off. You know, brain dead makes it sound like you really oh, have to be mistake. dumb to watch. Actually, it. yeah, no, that, that actually sounds <laughs> yeah. a lot better than my <laughs> comment. But yeah, no, so like it, it's you, you turn off your brain and you enjoy it, and it's basically like it's an action movie that screams Ryan Reynolds, which is why yeah, I love it so bad. much. Is he, is he, uh, I feel like ever since Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds has always been that guy. You know what I mean? Like in the Pikachu movie that they did, I feel like he was pretty much just doing Deadpool, like, like funny Ryan Reynolds. But before I remember he was doing like a lot of chick flicks and like, he seemed kind of like a quieter dude. And then ever, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not up on my Ryan Reynolds encyclopedia film, but, uh, it kind of feels like he's been doing more or less Deadpool ever since Deadpool, you know? I think it's a little bit of this is that, um, so yeah, so that's how a lot of movie stars become famous, right? So it's a soap opera. It's the horror, the bad horror movies, the bad chick flicks, how you become popular, how you get, well, quote-unquote, recognized. That's, quote-unquote, your big break. Um, they may define differently, but that pro- propelled you further. And so then um, as they get this notoriety, then it's like, okay, cool. I can do, like, the bigger stuff. I can do all that. And the thing is that his character, if you think about it, like his first portrayal of Deadpool and X-Men Origins he was kind of like that witty guy, that like smart ass remark. And so I don't think it's really him portraying Deadpool in other movies, but I think it's just him being him. Yeah, that would make more sense because in interviews, he does seem like that. But it's like when you don't, when you don't <laughs> interact with this kind of daily basis and you just see him in movies and like the first thing you remember him for is Deadpool. I mean, like Deadpool as in the good Deadpool, not the, you know, the X-Men Origins one that everyone pans, but like when he was the funny like woody guy who was like broke the fourth wall that type of thing i feel like he's just always been that guy since then but like you said yeah it's a good point that maybe that is kind of just him it's like there's a lot of actors like that you know like seth rogan everyone says he's the same in every movie jack nicholson a lot of people say it's always he's always kind of doing more or less the same thing in every movie you know so yeah like the way he advertises aviation gin like his gin company is very similar to that how he advertises i can think now he's invested in like a cell phone company um how he like uh jabs at his wife um uh blake lively and so yeah, it's a little ugly. bit of like his super ugly wife how did he end up with her what the hell <laughs> exactly oh my gosh they're beautiful i love them um so it's it's very like okay so unless he's marketing and branding himself absolutely freaking perfectly it's him being himself and that's like okay cool that's great i love it and i i love your personality you seem like a good guy i'm gonna enjoy your movies is there a hidden message here, Ja? I think we're saying if you're if you be yourself, you can be successful. Bite me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I thought that was funny. I think maybe yeah. we were actually <laughs> we're actually saying some uh, good self help talk on the underpaid and underqualified. Only took two years later. <laughs> um, no, actually, at the end of the day, like I think it really works for him. So there's, there's like actors like Michael Cera, right? Yeah, he's Michael typecasted Cera. as like Sarah. Uh, he's typecasted as like that nerdy person whatever right yeah that's why he doesn't get like the same roles is he being himself maybe is he not being himself 
maybe. Um, I mean, this is technically it's a very different problem being typecasted, but it's whatever Ryan Reynolds is doing is working for him. And I'm not saying that it works for everybody, but sometimes it, it just does. And Seth Rogen, he was able to do a stretch of like comedies being himself and literally making Jew and um, we jokes every five seconds, which is him. Um, but now he, yeah. he, for himself, I know he said he grew out of it and now he's just, he's content doing producing stuff. Yeah. He's producing the boys and uh, that show preacher. I don't know if you ever watched that one. Oh wait, he produces the boys. Yeah. He talked about it. Comic-Con. It was kind of funny. Cause he was at a Comic-Con stage for the boys and it was right when the game of Thrones uh, finale had come out or the final season. And <laughs> they were asked, he's like, you know, we could talk about the boys' season finale, but I know the Game of Thrones panel is right up before us. But uh, honestly, I'll talk about the Game of Thrones finale if you guys want to. You can just ask me about it. I can tell you all the reasons I didn't like it, you know. Oh, that actually, I do rec- I do recall this interview. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact. Anyways, on our note on inspirational and positivity that we are bringing to this show, what, what, what was this past holiday? Thanksgiving. We had totally addressed that. What are you thankful for, Vince? We're going to talk about things that made us happy this year. Yeah, usually we talk about the negative. A lot of times it's very easy with 2020. You know, a lot of stuff not going so good. I guess people could say, you know, it's a little bit on the up and up with, you know, hopes of a vaccine and a certain president that maybe you might have not liked kicking the bucket or I shouldn't say kick the bucket, leaving office. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. For a second, so, I like, when you said vaccine, I was like, evacuation? Like, I misheard it. I'm like, things are oh, that God. bad? I hope not. You never know, but I hope not. Um, anyway, so yeah, I thought we'd switch it up and uh, talk about stuff we're appreciative for. You know, Thanksgiving, you know, it's a little bit of a cheesy cliche, but maybe we can put a funny spin on it. So um, yeah, with my take on it, I wanted to just talk about three experiences that I'm very grateful for. It didn't uh, take a negative turn that I went through. So first one, um, we're going to go back to 2011. Remember 2011, Joe? I don't think we knew each other then, did we? Dude, we are freshmen in college. Yeah, I know. I was sarcasm. But um, yeah, so that was my uh, first year out of high school. I like, like I said, freshman in college and uh, took my first job at a golf course. I don't know. I don't think I ever told you that, did I? Not the golf course one. I know about the market one. Yeah. So first two jobs, uh, first year was a golf course. Second was at a market and golf course job. Basically, uh, really, the title should have been bitch boys just doing everything that was needed to uh, maintain the course. But uh you know, picking up balls, cleaning the, uh, the golf carts, uh, providing the golf carts, um, digging for golf balls. This golf course is a little unique though, because it had an open body of water, um, where the driving range was. So, um, when you go to the driving range, you actually just hit the balls in said body of water. Um, so I don't know, kind of randomly cool. Do you golf much? No, I'm terrible. I took golfing lessons in like middle school and there's definitely aspects of it. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And there's other aspects of it. I'm like, I almost killed a lady. (laughs) yeah well it's fun fact that's somewhat kind of relevant to mine uh what i was going to bring up because at said golf course uh one day i had my license by this point so i'm not unfamiliar with driving stuff but even so driving golf carts wouldn't be too difficult right feels like anyone could relatively do it right uh i've never done it and i think it's easy yeah exactly it looks pretty easy so uh, part of my job, like I mentioned, basically involve cleaning the golf carts, getting all the people's shit out of them and washing them down and then providing them clean for customers in the front. And Saturday is always a busy day. Saturday mornings had to work 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. for a year, uh, Saturday and Sunday. 
and went to provide one golf cart for a customer in the middle of a pretty busy day. And uh, I put the gas pedal down and I notice I feel a little click. I feel weird, like, huh, that's weird. It's this car feels a little differently um, and it keeps going and everything's looking normal because I have my foot on the gas. So I'm not noticing anything. I thought maybe it was nothing. And then suddenly I put my foot on the brake because I'm about to stop and I'm like in the middle of a open area where a bunch of people are. And I'm right in front of uh, the driving range that I mentioned with that body of water. So kind of before the driving range and in, uh, ahead of like where the actual business is in the middle of that is where I am. And I put the brake on, but I'm not stopping. Like I'm not going as fast, but it's like, basically it's like having your foot on the, uh, the brake and the gas pedal at the same time, but the gas pedal still kind of edging it out a little and you're moving. So uh, not stopping. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. I don't know how to stop this. Uh, so then, I don't know, just, you know, for the process of experimentation, I take my foot off the brake and then literally my head flings back because all there is is gas now because I just the gas pedal stuck. And so that's why I was feeling that weird click. So for some reason, the gas pedal got stuck and I'm not noticing this and I'm not aware of it. I'm not totally like comprehending what's going on. So I'm just flinging like my head flies back and I'm still in the car and I'm just going super fast, not knowing why I'm going. And it's going as fast as the golf cart can go because the gas pedal is like because it like got stuck at its farthest position. It's like in the fastest position. So I'm just going really fast and uh, not knowing where to go, not knowing how to stop. Luckily, there's a uh, fence in front of the driving range that I crash into and uh, the golf cart. Luckily, that kind of provides a stop because I guess the fence, it breaks most of the fence, but because the fence is fairly tall, it uh, causes like it can't break all the carts. So the cart stops there. And uh, yeah, so the fence is totally destroyed and uh, the golf cart wheels are still spinning <laughs> while the fence is, you know, just completely taken out. Um, yeah. And uh, then I thought it'd be fired instantly, but my manager came over and saw that the pedal was stuck and then really it was nothing. I, I don't know. I didn't get in trouble for anything. They kind of just understood like, all right, yeah, that's weird. Um, and after then, uh, customers called me Crash. That was my nickname. <laughs> and uh, I guess the thing I'm grateful for in this case is that nobody was in the way when I was having this moment of not knowing what to do and accidentally running over someone with a golf cart would have been pretty bad. Um, yeah, could have been worse, you know? No, that's great. <laughs> I'm mean, like, it would have been kind of a dick move if he did fire you and be like, all right, no one's killed himself. You know what sounds yeah. good? Unemployment sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, at least it was an easier time when uh, before COVID to get jobs. That would have been, yeah, that would have been a dick move. But uh, no, I, yeah, luckily they were pretty cool. They saw that the wheel was spinning and it wasn't like my bad. So yeah, absolutely. Um, glad you're alive. And also, <laughs> thanks, man. When you said the whole wheel was spinning, it sounds like one of those. Um, it sounds like a bad cartoon or a bad comedy where it's just like you see it like completely in a, like a piece of shit wreck, <laughs> and you're just yeah. like hi. Yeah, I felt like a Looney Tune comic. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so how I tackled this as I'm tackling it now, I, I was just going to say things I'm thankful for throughout the year, especially since pandemic, there really isn't much. And like to see the silver lining in it. And so one of the things that I do want to say that I was thankful for is I would say this past summer, just in general, the summer, because it was during a time where, um, so I was supposed to take a summer program for my uh, graduate program. And because of COVID, I didn't have to go. And this mandatory boot camp now is optional. Mm -hmm. And actually I was in a group project meeting before this that lasted two hours. 
because we actually were talking about a lot of good stuff. But um, literally right before this podcast. Yeah, literally right before this podcast. So Damn, I'm like on back to back calls. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I was um. Let's call it. So yeah, so now the bootcamp pro, uh, section of my program is optional because of COVID. And so I'm like, sweet, I, I get to take one less insanely difficult uh, aspect of my program. And um, during this time, I was I was really able to kind of like veg out and kind of do my own thing. And it was kind of like nice. So a lot of people, unfortunately, they're like, COVID has impacted a lot of people. But for me during this time, it was very like, oh, I had a moment to myself. I had a moment to like do nothing and just play a ton of video games. And so I invested in this new game it's not a new game. It's been out for a while and people make fun of it because it's very, it's like an MMO. Mm-hmm. It's like World of Warcraft. It's a lot of work into it. Uh. And it's very, it can be very mind numbing. What's it called? Destiny. Uh, okay. Basically a game I was playing all summer. So like <laughs> being able to play that and not necessarily reconnect with a friend, but hang out with a friend because he also invests in the game too. He was showing me the ropes, introduced me to some of his friends. Um, definitely lovely people. Unfortunately, because school has started in September, I haven't kept up with the actual game, but mm-hmm. being able to like, oh yeah, during the summer I had, I did enjoy this and I do miss this. And it was, it was nice. It was great. Nice. That's it's kind of like, that... I was going to say, uh, it's kind of like you weirdly enough got a legit summer vacation when COVID happened because like the point of summer is to have a, like a reset button and recharge, you know, like, and you ba- basically got that this year. Yeah, and it's not something like because like we're working full time. What the fuck is a vacation, right? What the, what is summer break? Yeah. And so yeah, I was working through it all, but then I still had the whole like oh yeah, I could game, I could do all that. Like it was just me, um, watching TV shows. Like during that time, I was watching Dark playing in the background. Um, Good choice. <laughs> so and just like that, and so that's something that's like oh yeah, I, I really am thankful for this. This is something. This is one of the few silver linings you can get. I mean, yes, it is very specific to the person, but you gotta take what you can get at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and you moved around then too, right? So that's kind of like a cool trend. Oh no, that was like during the school year. So oh, never mind. That okay, was like another like, nightmare that I'm not thankful sucks. for. <laughs> All right, never mind. Retract that. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh. Did you have anything more you want to say on that, or should I go on my next one? I wish I had more time to play video games. Oh, my gosh. Why did all the good video games come out the same damn week in November? And <laughs> like I haven't mile, been able... Like, hmm? like the Miles Morales one? So I could play that, but I'm going to wait till I get a PS5 um, and then play it on the PS5. Um, Makes sense. It is available on the PS4, but I'm like, eh, I'm going to play the games that are already on the PS4, do that, and save it for the PS5 down the road. Do they make it for PS2? That's the light. That's the latest video game console I got. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's it's holding up strong. It's like my car, 2001. It's going strong, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. In that case, I guess I'll go on my next one. Um, yeah. So going on that track of uh, things I'm thankful for, of uh, stories of dumb shit that could have happened, but luckily was slightly prevented from full dumb shit potential. Um. Yeah, high school. Remember high school, Ja? What good times, right? Um, high school never happened. It never existed. Hashtag repressed memories. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this Hashtag is... love yourself. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we're getting it somewhere dark. I don't even know about Ja's history of uh, high school, but uh, we could explore it in another episode. But um, yeah, so my senior year of high school, 
I, uh, you know, like when your senior year, you got kind of options to take, you know, basic math and science. It's not your typical, I don't know, like you, you can take AP chemistry, you can take uh, calculus, you can take statistics, all these different versions in different years. It's not like a set track record. Um, my English class for senior year was uh, kind of cool. It was actually literature and film. Um, did they offer that at your high school? It was more like a club. A club? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Did you have to take any English your senior year? Yes, I took AP English. Oh, damn. AP? Really? Yep. Oh, you went to Davis, huh? Well, I went to Davis, but I didn't pass that AP test. Um, <laughs> it was, it was what was it? It was very, because um, my school is very, like, relatively competitive. And, like, because I was, like, in between the competitive Asians and the I don't care if I go to school group. So, like, a part of me kind of did care, but I wasn't, like, to that level of, like, oh, my gosh, I had to take six AP classes a year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a cool middle ground. Um, yeah, for me, I knew I was going to a community college, so I really kind of didn't care. And literature <laughs> and film class just sounded like basically read a book and watch the movie for it, which, I don't know, is kind of the best deal because anytime you can involve a movie, it's a good deal for me. Um, so, yeah, this literature and film class, we had this big uh, final paper that we had to do, um, and the paper itself wasn't too difficult. It just required a lot of time and took some, I don't know, uh like a lot of drafts and revisions that you have to do big process kind of for it. Um, but it um, was essential to graduate. It's one of those things. If you just, I don't know, didn't turn in the paper on time or say you just was so bad that it didn't even pass. If you're like, then yeah, you straight up wouldn't graduate. It was one of those essential things you needed, but as long as you do it, you're going to pass, you know, they, I don't think they fail anyone's as being that bad, but I don't know. I could be wrong. There could be some truly atrocious papers out there. So my senior year, um, I write my paper. Uh, I think I did it on the book Into the Wild in the movie. Have you seen the movie or read the book? Uh, I've heard of Call of the Wild. Yeah, not that one. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's got Emile Hirsch. Basic premise is uh, it's based on a true story. A guy was kind of came from a richer area and uh, kind of resented his upper class background and just wanted to like wander and like hitchhike basically and like live off the land and then uh, unfortunately it didn't there were some bad things that happened later down the road but it's an interesting story along the way but uh anyways yeah so i did my thing on that and uh, i had a friend at the time i'm not gonna name him because uh i don't know i could potentially lose my diploma over this story <laughs> but um doesn't so matter at this point one. you you got work like you got yeah, work experience. yeah we'll see um yeah basically he uh, was on the wrestling team, and for anyone who knows someone on the wrestling team, they have to cut weight. They have, It's exhausting. They have to do really crazy stuff. And he was kind of at the peak point of that uh, when we had to write this paper, and he was a little limited on time. And he also did his report on Into the Wild. And um, he, at one point, uh, was just like, hey, can I just, like, look over your paper? I just kind of want to see, like, the format you were doing. And uh, kind of... Basically, I don't know how he phrased it exactly, but the phrasing was basically, can I copy yours and I'll switch things up? That's more or less exactly what he said. And I didn't, like, think he was trying to, like, do anything shady. And it, it was weird. It's like I, we just had an understanding. Like, okay, yeah, he's basically going to be copying me. But I trust him to switch it up enough so it should be fine. And this, what made this really dumb was that uh, our teacher knowingly told us that we that she had a software that like basically analyzes how similar papers are and can define a level of plagiarism so like basically this is the paper not to plagiarize you know mm -hmm. um so i just trusted him ah, it's probably fine he'll do it he's busy i'm doing a friend a favor right 
And so then we turned in our papers and uh, then one day she's like handing back all the papers and then everybody gets their paper except me <laughs> and except him. And then she's like very sternly like uh, see me after class. And I was like, fuck. And then um, me and my friend are like kind of convening and then we're basically like sidebarring like, all right, what do we do? And I was like, all right, dude, honestly, if this comes down to like we're failing, you got to like take the hit that you copied off me. I'm like I like. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. You were supposed to like switch it up more. Uh, and then he's keeping a calm game plan. He's like, all right, all right. Uh, why don't we just say that we thought it was like a group project that we could just like collaborate on, which it totally wasn't. It was very clearly not that, <laughs> but we thought we'd just go with that plan. And uh, so after class for effort. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after class, the teacher talks to us and she's very stern and she's like, so you guys want to tell me what you did or you want me to uh, let you know what you did? <laughs> And then we were just like, oh, well, uh, we just thought it was like a group project that we could like work together on. Like, is that why our essays are similar? Is that is it? Is that what happened? And then like at playing super dumb. And then the teacher, God bless her. She was very hippie ish. And uh, fun fact, one of her legs was shorter than the other one. I don't know why I'm mentioning that. She had special I don't know shoes. why I need to know that. <laughs> That uh, adds a little flair to the story. And uh, yeah, basically she totally bought it and she's very hippie and very kind, very uh, one of those artsy kind of uh, really into literature kind of people. And then as soon as we said like, oh, we thought we could like it was a group thing. She would she was like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. She's like, OK, I, I think this should be fine. And then uh, long story short, we both got A's. <laughs> wow. So, I'm grateful I graduated high school. <laughs> All right. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how she bought it, but you know what? High school is an easier time. You could get away a lot more. In college, you don't. Yeah. It's really not even a big deal because I would have just taken one summer class, worst case scenario. But I don't know. I was never like that bad with like grades. So I don't know. It would have been pretty embarrassing like while all your other friends are graduating just to not be there, you know? Oh, gosh. This reminds me of like when I was trying to get my college diploma. Like this one class, I emailed the professor, hey, I know grades aren't posted, but can you just tell me my grade now? Because I'm walking in two days. I need to know if I'm taking summer class, or <laughs> repeating a semester, a quarter. And he's like, yeah, that's you fair. did well enough on the final. You got a C, C minus or something like that. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm walking. Yeah, that's one of the best feelings. Like, it, just imagine how nervous you were uh, right before you opened that email, though. <laughs> Oh no, I like, I was freak. I wasn't like freaking out, but I'm like, all right, I know I'm a dumbass and I know I haven't been great in school, but all right, I'll take what I can get. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take it day by day. I think at that point I was just in shock and denial. I don't know. Hey, fuck it. Take it. What does that show you? It shows that we, you and me are the type of people that survive high school and college. <laughs> we oh don't fail. <laughs> and um, that's what you're going to do with grad school. Right, Jaw? Uh, we will see. <laughs> Anyways, your turn. Um, so one thing I'm thankful for, and I think this is going to be very hallmarky. I know we talked about how like you didn't want to be you you for yourself didn't want to be hallmarky, but you know what? I'm gonna do it. All right, out of go character, for it, man. character development. Um, <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, just health. Um, because like COVID has been such a what you call it. Well, it's a freaking pandemic and it's killing people and we're fucked. But yeah. So far, health is a little compromised during this time. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. But like during this time, it's like so far so good. I haven't had to, uh, I haven't had a loved one that's been affected yet. I, I, it's being able to say like, 
I can still cherish the loved ones here and continuously checking up on them, make sure they're fine. And so like, it was funny. Cause like, I just saw like an Instagram post. Uh, it was, um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the different Robins, but almost every Robin also has a sad background, which is why like Bruce adopts them, except for the third Robin, Tim Drake. He actually was just a really smart kid that stumbled upon the Batcave on mm. purpose because he was looking for it. And then Batman was impressed and was like, hey, do you want to be my sidekick? Because I see potential in you. And there's a part where it's like, man, I feel really bad lying to my dad. And then Nightwing or the first Robin said, hey, at least you have somebody to lie to. Wow. Heavy. And so it's like, yeah, really to not take things for granted and to be thankful for like, so far, so good. Yes. I know people have may know people that are affected, but at the same time, it's like, you got to take what you can get during this time. And that is what like, I have been uh, thankful for. Yeah. No, that's a good answer. I think uh, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but I think that thread that threads the needle nicely in being like hallmarky, but like real. You know what I mean? I think we can all relate to that. And I threw in a Batman reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you said a different the different Robins, I thought that was like a book or like an Instagram page that was like about like Robins as birds. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is not. Okay. Who do you think okay. I am? Birds or food? <laughs> have you ever hunted birds? Okay, so. For everybody who may be freaked out and whatever, yes, I am a gun owner, but also at the same time, I'm not against hunting, but I'm only for hunting if it's an overpopulated species. That's fair. Yeah. Until they become underpopulated because you hunted them all. And then you're a fucking dick. (laughs) I was referring to you. I assume you would do it. (laughs) Whoops. No. So I haven't myself, but I wouldn't mind trying. But I also know shooting a bird is kind of damn hard because they kind of fly. Yeah, it's got to be almost like I feel like there would be no thought of sympathy for the bird because you'd just be so impressed. Like, I can't believe I did that. Like, how hard is that to do? Yeah, no, but um, yeah, no, I wouldn't be opposed to it unless if it's like a, as long as it's like a pigeon or like something that's like legally allowed to. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I guess it's acceptable. Um, On that note, <laughs> do we want to do the next one or do you have any more to say? Just make sure you're checking in on your loved ones because COVID is real. I mean, like, I have loved ones out in LA. LA right now is a major hotspot with 350 and growing cases. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good one. Similarly, I haven't had anyone fall susceptible to it, but my folks and family members are pretty up there in age. So, yeah, scary times, but, you know, vaccines on the way. So, hopefully, better times are on the rise. Um, Cool. So, my third one. Sorry, I'm surprised that you didn't, like, make it a rise against reference. (laughs) oh yeah that's really sad that shows i'm not up on my rise against lyric because there's totally a rise against lyric i could have used there i'm sure somewhere we got a rise against this i'm not sure if you're being sarcastic i'm sure there is of all their songs they have like nine albums worth of songs i could have picked something but we got the song help is on the way oh help well that's about like hurricane katrina i think of that as like a i don't know i guess that is kind of similar i think of that as more like an environmental disaster but yeah help is on the way okay before I overanalyze the shit out of this bit. Before we go on a major tangent like we always do. Yeah, well, funny enough, um, the next thing I kind of was going to say, take a little bit of a departure from the stories. Uh, I'll talk relatively seriously. Um, uh, I'll just kind of name off a few things. I kind of jotted a list of things that I'm grateful for. Uh, quick, Kind of quicker things. So 
It's going to sound funny to say, but dating apps. I'm actually grateful for dating apps, Jock. Can you believe that? Really? What? Why is that, Vince? Is there? <laughs> is it, did you? Did you actually meet somebody? Uh, might have. Yes. Oh, all right. Do, t- <laughs> might do have tell the, the podcast story once before. But uh, yeah, no, honestly, um, I think dating apps, at least for our time, you know, everything's digital. Like, you know, we're the generation that can't talk face to face. Apparently, that's becoming our reputation more and more. So uh, I don't know. Basically, I actually never had a like six really successful or great date before Tinder. Um, so pretty much, I don't know what I would have done without it, really, because that's the only way I could actually meet uh, women. <laughs> and uh, one of whom actually happened to be the one who's living with me right now, my girlfriend of two years. Um, so yeah, if it weren't for dating apps, I'd be really up shit creek and not knowing what I was doing. So I'd probably be doing speed dating like the 40-year-old virgin movie. I'm not sure if the mic is picking up me snapping, but that's what I'm doing right now. Is that uh, like slam poetry? <laughs> yeah, like instead of clapping or, you know, you know, it's picking up the clapping. All right, we're going All to right. do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, Jock. All right. So, yeah, dating apps. Um, other stuff. Uh, I think Google Maps. <laughs> I'm really fucking grateful for Google Maps. I was going to say Christine's think- a lovely person. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. I'll let her know you said that. I'm sure she thinks you are, too. I'll ask her <laughs> as i'm like laughing at myself (laughs) yeah she i don't think she thinks i'm a lovely person so that's really asking a lot but um yeah anyways google maps google maps is uh we can all really appreciate this right can you like you ever like imagine like when your parents talk about driving places back in the 70s or 80s before there's google maps and how they just had to know the area or just imagine just driving in a completely foreign and unknown place having to like really map it out and make sure you know where shit is God, that would suck. I would really hate that because I'm already terrible at direction. So Google Maps is a lifesaver for me. So Google Maps, big fan. How do you feel, Joe? So I, you know those big, thick-ass reams of maps? Uh, yeah, my yeah. mom made me, like, learn how to use it the hard way. Like, <laughs> like basically, you know, it's like, how, how, do you, how do you learn how to swim? Oh, yeah, my big brother pushed me into the deep end of the pool. Or my dad just chucked me into the deep end of the pool. Um, <laughs> it's one way. Pretty much that it was like, hey, so this is the general concept. We're going somewhere. I'm gonna be yelling at you every step of the way. You better give me the right directions. Damn. Well, she did that all for LA though, right? Or yeah. okay. Well, like so the you... thing is that my mom was like never super comfortable driving on the freeway, so we always took side streets, so it wasn't the worst. But still okay. having a parent breathing down on you, yeah. <laughs> no. So at this at this point, you know LA like the back of your hand. I'm guessing. Well, not LA, but like the places that she went to. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. But uh, do you feel like that skill has like transferred into like, so if you moved, I don't know, we'll say you moved to Nebraska tomorrow. If you look at all the maps, do you feel like that, that skill has made it so you can like pick up on like paper maps pretty well and like learn their routes pretty well? Uh, I mean, like I would need it as a reference, but at the end of the day, like I think it's a good skill to have because like, yeah, you have this supercomputer in your pocket consistently, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like things happen. Like, your power may die. And if you do have a paper map or like get access to it while you're trying to like figure a way around and know how to read it, then it's helpful in that sense. So like, I do have a friend that's like, I don't know anything. I need somebody to take care of me. And I'm just like, yeah, no, you have like, it's, it's a, like a essential survival skill. Like at least you know it and just hope you don't ever have to use it kind of thing. Yeah. It's always good to have a backup for sure. So totally agree there uh yeah for me i don't know i have i'm one of the weird people i have a phone and an eye touch so that's kind of always my backup for having one or the other 
But I Wait, do have one paper. doesn't have like a data plan though, right? Unless you already pre-download the map. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. You pre-download the maps. But uh, yeah, and I also do have the paper maps. I've just, <laughs> I hope it never gets to the point where I have to use them. I think I'd like stop at a gas station and ask someone for directions before I do that, you know? I mean, that's definitely something like I would do like, there's a whole like sexist talk, not sex, but like gender talk of like, oh yeah, men don't ask for directions is because it's emasculating. And I'm like, bitch, if I'm lost, I'm lost. I want directions. I don't want to be lost anymore. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I hate hearing shit like that. It's like, dude, I am the first to ask for directions. I do not give a fuck. Like, I, I guess maybe it's more the type of guy who like is very into their car and it's like, I don't know, very. They compensate for something. <laughs> yeah, it's the guys with the big trucks for sure. They're the only ones I think. I don't know. I don't know. I've never experienced that so much. You know, another one I heard the other day that like guys never list, uh, uh, follow the instruction manuals when they're building something. How do you oh, feel? no. If I'm building something, I'm following the instruction manual. If I'm yeah. setting up like my computer or like something electronic, I'm not reading the instruction manual. But if I'm yeah, setting exactly. up furniture, no, I do not want to split the wood. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I'd say I, 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 I think I pretty much follow the instruction manual most of the time, unless it's super easy. Like, let's be real. I mean, if you're putting together like a, I don't know, a fucking giant desk, then yeah, I think you're going to want to use the instruction manual. But I don't know if it's a, if it's literally like a plank of wood and four legs and there's really not much going there yeah exactly if it's like a chair then i don't think you need as much but um yeah it was you know allison williams from the movie get out no did you see the movie get out yes it was the chick in that movie (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah Yeah, she said that quote so everybody put your at mentions to her and tell her how much she's a sexist evil person (laughs) i mean it's whatever it's yeah no, nah, it's really not a big deal. I really don't care. Um, <laughs> We're going to write a petition. Cancel like Allison Williams. <laughs> it's the time, man. Somebody needs to be canceled. It's been too long since there's been a cancellation. Um, and uh, I'll throw a third one in there. I think I'm really appreciative, you know, with how this year has been. Um, there's been a lot of postponements like um, of um, movies for sure and music. Uh, music, I guess, is a little more surprising to me, but like one example, like you like the band Weezer, right, Ja? Yes. Yeah. Have you noticed they put out a song? I think it was like right as 2019 was over and there's still not a new album accompanying it. Oh my gosh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So they're one example of a band that's kind of postponed things. And on one hand, I get it because it's like a lot of bands have said like, uh, we're not going to put out an album. There's not a tour to back it yet. So they're kind of waiting until there's a tour. But on the other, there is a sense of like, you know, a lot of fans could like use some music and it is good to kind of put music to help people in these times. Um, you know, the band I like a lot, Trivium, they specifically put out their album knowing that they weren't going to be able to tour just because they wanted the fans to have something during this period, you know, to kind of keep them going. Um, so I really appreciate that. So I'm really grateful for bands that have put out music in this time. Um I would say TV shows, but I feel like TV shows, they're, it's not as much of a sacrifice because it's like everybody knows that like, if you're in a pandemic tvs if anything is good tv watching is going to go up so you're not really sacrificing anything but that said i'm still appreciative for it so um you know like the tv show dark i'm super happy that that third finale um was put out there and our third season finale was put out there and i got to be entertained by that for ever <laughs> and um what else oh yeah tenet um in terms of movies i'm super happy christopher nolan put that movie out even though he knew it wouldn't you know get the kind of revenue that it would normally get um he still kind of wanted to get it out there and like hopefully do what he can to kind of stimulate the movie market so um yeah yeah i appreciate all the artists out there doing the good work 
I think um, going off of that, <clears throat> there is one TV show that I absolutely do love and actually is not on the air anymore because they aired their series finale. Um, I'm going to guess what it is. But before it. you say it, it starts with an S, right? Yes. All right. All right. You can say it. All right. Supernatural. So I absolutely love the yeah. show. People are going to say, like, it's repetitive. It's dumb. How this is just mindless dribble. I'm like, you may think that. That's fine. Because a lot of the plot lines, and they poke fun at it themselves. It's like, you, one of the brothers dies. They come back to life. They resolve on why, how they come back to life. Because they may have made a deal with a demon. Or, like, they came back damaged in some way. And they do poke fun at it, but it's something that's like, I I appreciate because I grew I grew up watching the show. I grew up watching it for the last fifteen years, almost sixteen, kind of, uh, because the season was split in in, in half uh, because of COVID. But it was something that it was like, all right, you know, I did grow up watching it. I, I, it was something I could probably make a whole. I don't know if I could make a whole episode on it, but like, it, it was something that's like, yeah, I may, I may not have the strongest relationship with my brother, but then it's the show was about two brothers and how it's like despite their differences they're ride or die and somewhere mm-hmm. with that is i like yeah i may not have the best relationship with my brother but if you fuck with them i will probably like go for your jugular and ask questions later <laughs> in that sense and so like seeing that and it's like man it, it does try to inspire me to be a little bit better in that sense and just seeing it's like damn my boys they got their happy ending kind of thing <laughs> um so like Damn, seeing the spoiler, this... I didn't know it was a happy ending. I'm just kidding. I mean, at this point, it's if you're you're on board or not, and if you're going to watch 15 seasons, that's already an endeavor. Yeah. Um, you're, by many... the time you catch up, you're not going to be able to like remember what I said. Yeah. How many episodes is a season? Standard 20 something, but Jeez. obviously during the Roger strike, that was a little bit shorter during COVID. No, actually, this the last season they were already going to make it shorter, but yeah. Wow. So we're talking probably like at least. 300 to 400 episodes oh i remember the 300 episode that was a big celebration but yeah damn um, all right it's a big show long time running sorry i'm gonna look up now i'm curious because i'm like restarting the series again hold up i'm looking it up 327 oh what oh they didn't count the last seven episodes that's why oh okay yeah so this last second half of the season is another seven episodes and so for me it was just like after I finished, I'm like, damn, I feel so empty. <laughs> it's funny because there's also something called the concept of the empty. But anyways, um, no, it was just like, my boys, there we go. Um, and I think the the season, the series also like got me a little bit more into classic rock because they did have a lot of classic rock going on in the background. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it just did help set the tone and. Moving on to something a little bit more on the superficial end because, hey, we're, it's me right now. <laughs> L.A. Sports. L.A. Sports, yeah. All L.A. Right. Sports. I knew, I knew this was coming. Because <laughs> uh, what happened this year? Because the Lakers and the Dodgers won? It was a weird year. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, I don't mind <laughs> you. Fits put- in. If 2020 is the worst year, I couldn't pick any better year for the Dodgers and Lakers to win. <laughs> I'm just saying. They heard the masses. And they said, you know what? We got to find that silver lining for you guys. And we're going to win one for you guys. And that's what they did. That's one way to interpret it. That's the only way to interpret it. But anyways, yeah. um, so definitely it's it's been a good year in the sense of like for sports. Yes, it's an asterisk year in the sense of like shortened season. Throw that in. If you're throwing the asterisk because it's a shortened season because of COVID, 
100% makes sense because it is weird. If you add anything more to it, then I think you're just, this is now a little mini rant. Now you're just butthurt and no better than any other like superficial dumbass like fan. Yeah, I mean, you have to say it counts still. Like anyone, nobody would disagree that it's a weird year just because, you know, everything stopped at a certain point, but it still counts. It's still like they're not going to say like Lakers don't have a championship and World Dodgers don't have a World Series ring, you know? Yeah, so like people are saying like, no, no, they don't deserve it. And I'm like, why do you exist? You do not produce anything for this world. <laughs> I just like, can't think of another team that deserves it. I mean, I guess basketball, the closest was uh, the, what's that other LA team? Clippers? Kyrie's on. Or not fucking Kyrie. God, what's Kawhi. That? Kawhi, there we go. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the Clippers, they choked. People made fun of them because they were the heavy favorites. So like when a lot of people were telling me like, oh my gosh, Lakers are going to win. If they don't win, then it's like, it's a joke. And I'm like, okay, let me pull up the betting books. Let me pull up the numbers. And everybody, like the Lakers actually came in the season as quote and unquote the underdogs. And what I mean by that is they were like the sixth or the seventh or the eighth team favored by Vegas or Mm -hmm. sports odds to win. All these other teams had better chances. And when people were like, I don't know, it makes sense. Come on. And I'm just like, you're just butthurt because you didn't know that statistic. Like, yes, as like the teams are getting screened out, their chances went up and up and up. But if you were looking at the beginning of the season, I'm like, y'all laughing at us at first. Y'all, y'all just haters. Yeah, because the year before, they didn't do so great, right? So maybe people thought they weren't totally there yet this year. I mean, like people are like saying, oh, no, it's guaranteed because you have some of the two most dominant players. How dare you say you're the underdog? I'm like, okay, first of all, bitch, y'all wanted us to do bad. Y'all even put us statistically bad, even knowing the roster that we did have, which is pretty phenomenal. So, yeah. I think the refs were paid personally. I think it's all an inside job. I'm going to hit you with a car. LeBron has them on his paying stuff. I am going to hit you with a car. No. (laughs) And so it's like, if you put an asterisk because of the bubble, it makes sense. But if you say like, because they won because of the bubble, then I'm like, everyone played in the bubble. What's your point? True. It's like a non-star. Anyways, so I think the LA. best way the best way to address this is see what happens in this upcoming season. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be weird again because it's going to be a very compressed year. Um, yeah, there's usually a game on Christmas. I just had to remember that. I'm like, wait, this Christmas there's not going to be a game. Or, there is. Oh, there is. Okay, yeah, because I remember they were talking about whether or not that was going to happen, right? Yeah, no, it's starting. Okay, well, that's cool. So, yeah. Well, either way, should be interesting. Uh, you probably heard about Clay Thompson, right? Um. This is why I say about the Warriors fan base, and especially when they're Bay Area, is that the the Warriors franchise and the players, you guys have some of the most humblest people in the entire industry. With that said, 75% of the fan base are bitches. <laughs> wow. You should do a study on that. I want to see if that's actually statistically sound. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. There's bad fans in every base. I try not to generalize. You never know. That's why I say 75%. There's still that 25% that's good. You can't say a number. You never know. I mean. I'm just throwing uh, out an arbitrary number. <laughs> I, it, I, don't, I don't buy it. Bullshit. <laughs> Lakers, are, Lakers are fake. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> um, anyways, did you have anything else on that note? Uh, nothing on my end. How about you? I had one last thing that just came to mind. All right. The thing I'm probably most grateful for, more than anything I mentioned. You ready for this, Chuck? What? I'm grateful... Avengers Endgame came out in 2019 because 
Think of all the movies that were postponed this year and think of all the like hype that was behind Avengers Endgame. If that movie hadn't come out in 2019 and say it was set for April 2020, how much would that have sucked? Just getting that shit pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And then when it is there to see this grand finale of all grand finales, then you like can't even enjoy it because you're too paranoid. You'll get a goddamn pandemic. Um, got a goddamn virus, I should say. And the theater is not even at full capacity. You don't get all the people like crammed in, screaming at the premiere, like excited about shit. You know, God, that would have sucked. That never crossed my mind, but then putting in perspective, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just grateful to happen because I'm kind of a, I'm almost becoming like an OCD completionist. So I'm very happy when chapters of things are resolved. So, you know, having that whole Avengers Endgame uh, movie kind of marking the end of the Marvel 10 year kind of chapter of all their movies they were building up uh, makes me feel very like happy. <laughs> makes me feel very satisfied just that that was complete and there's always this like lingering like open-ended last chapter that wasn't even able to be put out because this pandemic that would have really bothered me and been i mean let alone just the like suspense of not being able to see the movie months and months and months later that would suck so i don't know grateful we saw that last year well you know what i'm glad that you enjoyed that i'm thankful that you're thankful I'm thankful that you're thankful that I'm thankful, Ja. Honestly, I'm that's, thankful that, really that you're old. thankful that I'm thankful that you're thankful. I'm I give up. <laughs> I'm, <tired>. I'm thankful <laughs> that we can do this podcast. You know that, Ja? <laughs> I am on five hours of sleep. <laughs> I'm thankful we live in the age of Zoom and podcasts, and I'm thankful that we're gonna make so much money off this shit because this episode is just gonna go through the roof, right, Ja? Oh my gosh, I'm thankful for Zoom. It actually does make a lot of things easier and it's actually made this podcast like recording like, oh, it's actually doable. I think there's honestly low key, there's a lot of podcasts that I saw like around the time that we started ours and they're doing the exact same thing that we're doing for obvious reasons. And I can't imagine that they're going to go back. I feel like every like podcast that used to meet in person is going to do Zoom now from now on, you know? Yeah, I mean, it also depends on the sound quality because some people, they are doing the webcam stuff and the quality, you can't tell the difference. I mean, like it, it, it's fine. You can get away with it. But like if you do have too much of the lower quality stuff. Uh, I think it can affect the performance, maybe just a little bit, but obviously you want the best uh, environment as possible. Yeah, I think ours sounds relatively okay. There might've been some running water in the background of my apartment because that happened. <laughs> but other than that, can't complain, right? Yeah, no. All right, so on that note, we can't complain because we're so goddamn thankful and we're thankful for you, the millions. Um, thank you for listening to Underpaid and Underqualified. And on that note, please, um, which call it? Damn it! I totally had it, and I was totally thinking about. It. Be thankful. Like COVID sucks. Please stay indoors. Stay safe. Bye. Please drive responsibly. Take Bye. care.